What would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Welcome to today's episode of Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. And today we're exploring hard choices, teenage parenting, and finding possibilities in the most barren of landscapes. And as our guide, I've invited Heather Nichols, a facilitator, author, transformational coach, and parent to two teenage boys. So welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. So let's actually dive right in and we'll see where we end up. I was wondering what parenting is to you today and what you thought it was, you know, when you had your first child. Big question. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) If somebody had told me this before I had kids. (laughs) Well, parenting is nothing like I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I, I actually grew up with the kind of like the fantasy of family and just, you know, like really excited my whole life to have kids. And, and it's funny because as soon as my kids were born, that fantasy was just completely obliterated. My oldest one was colicky and he cried for four months straight. I just ha- I have two very intense children who are now teenagers but they both like, they wouldn't let me ever put them down as babies. They cried a lot. They didn't sleep. You know, I was sleep deprived for like five years and it was just not at all what I, <laughs> what I thought it was going to be parenting a baby as hard as it was at that time, you know, sort of pales in comparison to um, some of what has gone on recently and just, you know, dealing with teenagers and all those things that when they start to really be autonomous in the world and make their own choices and have like freedom of movement and technology and all of that stuff. It's like, it's been really interesting. So, yeah. So beyond the fairy tale of being like this, <laughs> exactly. it's soft. like, Oh, my little baby just sits there and smiles at me all day. You know, it wasn't that. <laughs> Somebody once told me that we, we get the kids that we can handle. So obviously (laughs) you can handle a lot. (laughs) That is actually true. (laughs) I learned that from being a mom. I I was, you know, that was maybe the universe's way of showing me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what would you say? So today, you know, have gone into the teenage years. What would you say change from having like a a child child which is I guess up till they're like 12 12 13 and to having two teenage boys how did how did that change for you well you know it's funny because in a lot of ways I actually really enjoy having teenagers as well it's it's actually I enjoy it way more than I thought I would and I love I just I love having like interesting conversations with my kids and finding out who they are you know and just 
like seeing what they're creating in their lives and how they create their lives. And, you know, that includes some, you know, dicey choices as well, but in a lot of ways, I really enjoy being a mom of teenagers. You know, I see them. One of the things actually that's been amazing as a parent is really seeing my kids as infinite beings, which is not something I really had a a concept of before I had kids and really seeing myself way more as a facilitator than a parent and just looking at them as like, well, we've all been around the block a million times, you know, in, in terms of like having other lifetimes and all of that. So it's like, I'm not actually like older than them. (laughs) You know, I just happen to be in this lifetime. So there's this beautiful dance of where I really desire to empower them to discover what's true for them and how choice works and, you know, what they would like to create. And then also at the same time, really be, I would say one of the things that I've had to do recently is be really fierce about the future Mm-hmm. that I know that they can have. Yeah. And I wanted to add something about this with the inf- when you look at them or you actually be with them as infinite beings. I was listening to this podcast with Grace and Shannon, who are Gary Douglas, the founder of Access to Kids. And they talked a lot about how he treated them completely different, which yeah. for many people would be like unfair or how you have to treat your, you have to love your kids the same. You have to treat your kid the same. And all that, but they were, he was treating them exactly the way they required for who they were as infinite beings. So you also have two kids. Could you talk a little bit about how they are different and how you are being with them in different ways? Yeah. You know, that's been really powerful for me to, to, to hear some of those conversations and to hear Gary talk about parenting. I mean, he is, he has changed my life as a parent and, and in every way, but really um, had a huge influence and impact on me as a parent because of his completely different perspective on parenting. And, and that, I remember hearing that the first time, you know, Grace and Shannon talked about how he did treat them different because they are different people, different beings, you know? And I was like, wow. Cause I actually grew up in a family where it was about we need to make sure everything's fair and we treat you guys that, you know, with fairness and the same and all that. And there was a lot, you know, for my parents, there was a lot of caring that came with that. And, you know, yet, like, as I look at my kids, it's like, they are so different. And my younger one is just more self-destructive. He just has, he's very intense. He's always been extremely intense, extremely aware very kind of fiery and kind of like, you know, more committed to destroying himself to prove other people wrong kind of a thing, (laughs) you know, and, and my older one just doesn't, he just doesn't have that, you know, he, he's more kind of pragmatic about what he chooses. And he, he has this real ability to kind of see, to see his future in a different way and to see what his actions will create. I mean, I guess you could say maybe like less impulsive, you know, if I look at that, it's like those two ways of being in the world, they require very different parenting, quote unquote, you know, like, like the older one, I can give him a lot more leeway in a lot of ways, because I know, I know how he functions and I know that he will always be 
you know, like he'll, I mean, he, I, I give him like, I guess more space in a way to kind of learn from his choices. And I actually was doing that more with my younger one. And then he, you know, started getting into a lot of drugs and, and just really like a lot of destructive patterns at a young age, like when he, it started when he was in sixth grade. So he was around 12 and we saw by, by the time he started eighth grade this, this past year, it was really clear to me that he was going to either end up dead or in jail. And he wasn't, he wasn't like deeply down that path yet, but I knew where he was going. I could see it. And so I, it was a beautiful moment for me to really realize like how much I knew was possible for this kid's future. I mean, he's, he's just such a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant kid, brilliant being. And it was like, he just, he doesn't fit in the world. And I know a lot about that. We, you know, we know a lot about that in access consciousness. We, we have, you know, lots of tools and conversations about that in lots of different ways. And it was really a moment where I had to get, I had to like step in and intervene in his choices in a way that I was, I never had before. Um, and it was, it was really different for me as a mom to, to do that and to get so fierce about the future that I know he can have Mm. versus the one that I saw him creating. And I had to turn the entire ship, you know, I, it's not been turned 180 degrees yet, but I had to steer the ship and start turning it in another direction, pretty much, you know, on my own and get everybody on board with it. And it was really an incredible moment for me as a mom um, and as a person and a being to, to step into that level of choice and potency and demand. And it's been actually really amazing what what is showing up with my son as a result of it. You've made some, what other people call hard choices to yeah. kind of steer, like you're saying, fiercely, <laughs> fiercely mm-hmm. steering the ship. And I'm also wondering, cause you know, in the beginning when we mentioned that you get the kids you could handle, but maybe <laughs> also get the kids that actually will show you and guide you to who you truly be. So totally. if you look at this choice where you took, the steering wheel, basically, it doesn't really matter like how, but you took the steering wheel and you're like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to change something and we're moving in different direction because a lot of parents will doubt the hard choices today. Yeah. Like we're not, yeah. we're not trained to do that. Like we're parenting in a different way. So how did you know to trust that? What, what was the tool you used or what was the awareness you had to trust you, I guess, to yeah. take the steering wheel and take the lead? I looked at his future. I just, I asked a question. Okay. So the first choice that I made was we sent him to a wilderness therapy three month intensive. And then from there, he went to a therapeutic boarding school, which is where he is now. And it was clear that he didn't want to go. And so we had him taken basically, you know, he didn't know he was going and it was kind of like, surprise, you're going. Um, So that was a very intense moment. But, you know, as I was we were moving in that direction. I just kept look, I just kept asking, okay, so if I do this, what will his future be like? Mm. And if I don't do this, what will his future be like? 
And, you know, people listening may even have a sense of that energetically as I asked that question, but it was very clear that, like I said, you know, it was going to be death or jail for him, you know, or maybe both, or like, it was very clear that he was going to end up like so far down the rabbit hole that it would have been very difficult to change things. If I didn't intervene dramatically and dynamically. And when I looked at, okay, so if I do this, what will his future be like? It was so expansive and so light. And so like, there was, it was like, wow, like there's so much possibility there actually, you know, Mm -hmm. and you, you mentioned like finding possibility in the most barren of landscapes. It's like, that was a moment of that for me where I went, this is actually a possibility and he won't see it like that. And, you know, for a while, his, his dad didn't see it like that. Like a lot of people around me didn't see it like that. Cause as a parent to make that choice, it's like, you know, I didn't even really think about this. Cause I just don't, I just don't think like that, but a lot of people would look at it and go, well, that means I'm a bad parent. It means I mm-hmm. failed. You know, I can't send my kid away. Cause that's not, that's something that parents do that don't don't want to deal with their kids, you know, all these things, all these judgments about you as a parent and the kid. And I just was like, that's not my world. Like that, this doesn't mean anything about me. This is my stand for this kid's future that right now I'm the only one in his life. That's going to take the stand and I'm going to take it. Mm. And I continue to, and it continues to be, you know, there continue to be moments of where I actually really have to fight for what we're choosing and what we've done and what we're continuing, you know, like the, the choices that still need to be made, you know, to change the trajectory of where he's going. Cause he's, he's not at a point where he's able to make those choices on his own yet. Yeah, of course, you know, and my commitment is until he is, I'm, I'm right there you know, or until he shows me that there's just no way that he's going to, you know, but I, I'm like, I've got four years, he's 14. Now he doesn't legally get to make his own choices until he's 18. I have four years, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, I will continue to do this. And I find it also very clear that there's two ways. So kind of, either you look at him like a problem that needs to be fixed or Mm -hmm you're looking at him as a possibility that you can encourage or support or expand. And absolutely. And that is really how you're describing it for you. And then, so you're also changing the whole way the world interacts with him now, because you're not trying to fix the problem. You are for opening a possibility. Absolutely. And, and it's been so cool because, you know, following the energy with all of this, we've ended up at a place like his, where he is right now. And his therapist is absolutely brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Like he, he's very in tune. He's very aware. He's very like, he's just basically like teaching him to be present with himself. And to recognize that he, how aware he is, how intuitive he is, how, how different he is, how brilliant that is, how brilliant he is, how, you know, so much of what is going on in his world isn't even his. And so we, we really have ended up with an absolutely 
incredible, incredible therapist and, and team that are working with him. Because one of the things that has changed for me so much from access consciousness is knowing that like, I'm not the one that's fucked up, you know, it's like the, the world is not a conducive place for people that are as different as so many of us are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all grow up thinking that we're the ones that are messed up, but it's, and it's not like, well, the world is messed up, but it's like the world just doesn't, it's not conducive for people that have this much awareness and presence and, you know, and so, so many people, you know, resort to drug addiction and, you know, all these other things, um, the wrongness of them. And, you know, that's what I facilitate, you know, and, and what I live for myself. And so it's like, I see in front of me, this incredibly brilliant, brilliant kid being who has these amazing capacities that just are not met by the world. And what I see is I do see possibility and, and he, he sees it right now as a bit of a curse and a problem. And I see, wow, what this, what this creature can be in the world and what he can create in the world and what he can have as a, as a life for himself, you know, it's magnificent. You know, if he's, if he's really willing to go there and, that's what I want for him. And I also really, what becomes clear when you're speaking is that there is a difference between, you know, being aware of possibilities and his capacities and potential as it's Mm -hmm. called, and, you know, say that all the time, but what you're combining it with is really the, what is and what can be and what choice is required to steer in that direction. So it's a, It's a very clear, this choice creates awareness. Yeah, totally. Awareness does not create choice. It's this very like choice after choice after choice to change the direction. So I'm so grateful you came on and and talked about this. And I wanted to end by, see if you had something, like if somebody is listening to this, is a parent to a teenager or a younger kid that, that, is in that place of being very different and not really handling it well. And they're not really sure, you know, what to do, where to go. Do you have like a tool or a way that something they can start asking? How, how do they get clarity and what's required next? Well, I guess I would say that, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be, as we say in access And, you know, what we think it's kind of like, if we look at the, you know, what I had as a fantasy of parenthood, it was like, my kids are going to be so great and they're just going to love themselves and, you know, like all these things, and I'm just going to love them. And I'm just going to, you know, give them space to grow and learn and discover. And that was really not like, that's a strategy that works with my older son, you know, but it doesn't work with my younger son. And like you said, you get what you can handle as far as your children, you know? So if you are a parent and you're listening and you have a challenge, whatever it may be with your child or children, it's like, recognize that you can handle it, you know? And not only can you handle it, but your children chose you. And that has been such a huge piece for me with all of this is like, he chose me as his mother. And so the best 
way for me to parent is based on what I know, not what I'm supposed to do, not what the right thing is to do, you know, none of that, but it's what I know, what I know. And I, as long as I keep coming back to that and keep choosing from that and keep trusting that me doing my best as a parent is trusting myself. Absolutely. And, and knowing what I know and knowing that I know, and that's in a way all I've got, but that's everything. What, you know, as a parent, what you know about your child, what you know about their future, it's, it's everything, trust it and have the courage to, to go with it. Even if it means you have to be really different. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify, iTunes, or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.